Welcome to Hitachi Solutions Podcast. Join us as we talk with our skilled professionals and experts, exploring how customers, like you, are delivering business outcomes, tackling business challenges, and accelerating their business initiatives, leveraging Microsoft applications and technologies. Welcome to the Hitachi Solutions Exchanges Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Coots. Today's topic is field service and mixed reality. We've got some great guests with us today. Uh, first of all, my name is Brad Kuntz. I'm with Hitachi Solutions. Uh, I work in the uh, in the sales engineering group there uh, and super excited to give folks a preview uh, about a session that we're doing at Community Summit uh, in Orlando in October uh, about uh, related to field service and mixed reality. So we've got a couple of great guests with us today. Uh, I'll let them introduce themselves. First of all, uh, I want to introduce uh, Michael Mendoza. He's Hitachi Solutions Industry Director for Field Service. Hey, Michael, how's it going? Hey, Brad. I was thinking uh, about you the other day, uh, and it was it was related to, of all things, speakeasies. <laughs> and there was a time where we were uh, we found ourselves in the Philippines uh, working with Hitachi together, and um, we needed a place to go watch the uh, college football national championship game. I'll tell you about the outcome. Yes. But uh, the only place that had it was a hot dog stand uh, in, uh, in Manila that had, and you had to go through a speakeasy to get where they had the TV uh, that was behind, uh, I think, a giant plastic hot dog. And then there were about 10 seats in there. But if you really wanted to be cool, you could go to the speakeasy inside of the speakeasy that only had four seats. That's right. And uh, I think I recall that um, the entrance to that speakeasy inside the speakeasy was inside like a, a, a closet. It was. You, kinda, you had to walk through. There were coats hanging on each side. Of course, Brad, as you know, that's that's a dead giveaway because in the Philippines it's so hot nobody wears coats. But basically you walk through that <laughs> and then you go through this kind of velvet um, uh, curtain, I guess. And then you mm -hmm. walk past that and you find yourself in the little speakeasy in the back of the speakeasy. So, yes, that was fun. That, you know, I think that'd be a good place for like a virtual reality kind of thing where you go explore these speakeasies in Manila all over the place. So. Yes, That's I awesome. think I think there's a lot of use cases there that we can explore. Uh, Michael, thanks for thanks for joining us. Uh, we also have Marcus Radatz joining us. He is the uh, senior solution architect, focusing really on extending field service. So, so welcome, Marcus. Hey, Brad. Happy to be here. Good. Um, so I'm super excited. You'll be speaking at uh, at Summit uh, in Orlando week. After next, I'm sorry, it'll be next week once this uh, once this episode drops. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, looking looking forward to it. Getting to some warmer <laughs> weather, hopefully. That's right. You're 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 in Vancouver, so you'll be making the trip uh, down to Florida. I hope those folks are uh, are safe. The uh, we're recording this as the storm uh, is just leaving Florida uh, today. So um, if you understand the references that we're talking about, I hope our our friends uh, in Florida are doing. Are doing well. So first of all, um, let's talk about okay. 
first of all, Michael, what are we what are we talking about here? You know, you 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 hear uh, if you're in the market for such things, phrases like augmented reality, mixed reality, um, and, and and what's the difference, right? What yeah. how do we kind of how do we kind of frame our heads around what it is we're talking about so that we can kind of understand what the use cases are that are going to get us to the outcomes that we need? Sure. Um, and just to your earlier point, Brad, I think same same for me. Wishing our friends, we have. You know, we have coworkers, we have colleagues, we have customers, we have family and friends in Florida. Uh, wishing them all that they're safe and healthy, um, and you know, getting through this. Um, yeah, so you know, virtual reality, right? Like, so the the, the terminologies and the the labels that get passed around, and if you go into enough of the, you know, the uh, field service, you know. Um, exhibits or the field service conventions there's always augmented reality mixed reality merged reality virtual reality it gets confusing what what is what and what is it really what's the real difference between the two um in the simplest probably way is to, to kind of think of it there are basically two different kind of applications of virtual reality virtual reality that's being used by most is you know you think about your headsets the oculus or the you know, different headsets that basically close you off from the real world and provide you with a, you know, generated reality of pure virtual reality. You can interact with it, you can play games, training, education. These are all kind of use cases around that. Um, augmented reality is taking that information, but basically overlaying it on top of something physical in the real world, something that you can potentially just touch and feel or in, in a field service use case, of course, something you can fix, something you can open, something you can do something with because you're trying to accomplish a particular task with a physical item. And that's what they can call augmented reality where they can put information on top of that to help you get something done. So hopefully that was a simple way to explain it. virtual reality, Fully created, augmented reality, probably best ways, you know, it's painted on top of something real so you can do something mm -hmm. and you can overlay it on top of information so it can it can be useful to you in the real world. You think of all yeah. the Marvel fans out there, they're Tony Stark glasses. That's basically <laughs> it. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Yeah, Marcus, uh, that's a great point. So, uh, other than Tony Stark glasses, if you're if you want to go down this path of um, of augmented reality to help your field service implementation or task, uh, what do you what do you need? I mean, you need hardware, software, other than Tony Stark glasses. <laughs> yeah, uh, what are, kind of what are we looking at? Yeah, so, so there's like there's some key elements um, from a headset perspective, the Hololens. Two is uh, is the hardware that we recommend and, and lead with because there's a lot of applications like guides as well as remote assist that that can leverage that hardware and there's been a, a significant investment by Microsoft and I believe it was uh, sometime last well it might have even been a couple years ago where there's a, a long-standing contract between uh, the U.S. U.S. government and Microsoft on developing the technology for uh, for the Hololens for the military. So as that continues to progress and they're you know coming up with new ways, that'll be the forefront of where we'll see a lot of those developments is improvements within the Hololens. 
Uh, further to that, there is also some scenarios where we're able to use uh, mobile phones, tablets, especially like in mixed reality where uh, you could have, a, say, a technician just calling in and could use that same phone that they've called on to flip the camera around, show the equipment that they're in front of as they're talking to the service specialist. And then that specialist from their desktop or another mobile device could actually freeze frame, circle some items, and then send it to the to the technician in the field who could then see that rendered on their device over top in a kind of augmented space. So as the technician say like bobs and weaves left to right, that that overlay from the service expert would actually stay in, in fixed in space, if you will, looking through that that uh, that that tablet. And where that where this comes in handy is just like in my past life when I was a service manager, I had technical specialists that. Uh, would sit in an office and be talking to technicians across the U.S., but also getting into over 30 countries around the world. And they were trying to explain, like, within an MCC panel, uh, what wire they should be looking at and, and uh, or which module, which breaker. And you're trying to describe it, and everybody has, some people have, like, kind of the knack to try to, to do the descriptive uh, speech of really guiding somebody effectively, but but that's also still a lot slower than just being able to show the picture, circle it, and then have the person just grab the right lead instead of having to say it's down from the black box right of the white switch and it's the white lead that's coming off of that switch. So it just really really makes it a lot more efficient, and so that equates to uptime and and uh, and helping our customers customers. Uh, basically, have a better level of service. No, that's a great that's a great use case and, <laughs> and a good example. Um, I've seen a preview of what you're talking about uh, next week, so uh, so I think we'll be seeing some of those uh, some of those same things live and in person. Um, this is interesting thing to do a podcast about because truly this is such a visual uh, <laughs> visual solution uh, that it's a little. Um, uh, you know, interesting for us to to be describing these things, but uh, but based on all that, I mean, I, I think there's kind of two areas uh, that we found success with uh, with this field, uh, and it's it's really guides and remote assist. So so Marcus, could you kind of kind of walk us through uh, remote assist, what that kind of what that entails, and kind of some some places we've seen success there. Yeah, so so re remote assist, at least recently, it seems that it's uh, used primarily in that whole, you've got a service expert who's helping out another technician that's in the field. And so from a remote assist point of view, uh, they're able to use whatever device that they have with the, the uh, remote assist app on it. And then from there, they can call up kind of similar to like what you have within Teams, but then you're, you're having that ability to put like attach arrows into the uh, what would be perceived as the physical space for that technician in in the field um, so it's really kind of like a tech more of like a tech support sort of role and a, uh, a collaboration tool uh, when it comes to primarily like fixing when we're dealing with doing maintenance and repair but can be leveraged in other scenarios where having that mix of augmented reality uh, would be a benefit yeah, and Marcus, aren't we seeing as well um, a lot of the kind of senior, junior tech, uh, tech onboarding kind of OJT kind of scenarios as well um, around remote assist? Are you seeing that as well? 
Yeah, totally. And it, and it even branches out. So like, it, we're, we're all aware, we've seen it in the headlines, how, um, how there seems to be a, a labor shortage, if you will. And that, that that's like broad based is what we're hearing when it comes to skilled, like skilled technicians, people that have the experience that uh, that that labor force seems to be harder and harder to come by. So it's about trying to take like those kind of if you think of a high concentration zones of knowledge from those experienced veterans and being able to spread it out over over a large team of people that are just coming into the workforce. Uh, it, it, those scenarios is where we see things like remote assist being used, but then also uh, with guides as well. Uh, and so like to kind of like spend a little bit of time on guides, really what that allows organizations to do is to come up with <clears throat> kind of like a, a think of them as either like uh, maintenance or repair steps, like doing an inspection, but also being guided through a repair. Or if it were manufacturing, uh, guiding guiding a, uh, somebody to go through the different steps of of assembling like uh, a part of the suspension of, of a truck or something, if that's if that's what their job is to do. And so what it what what guides will be able to do is that it really uh, brings all a variety of different information uh like points of information and bring it onto that like heads up display if you will like of that say hololens and a lot a guide that user through the steps of performing a repair so like the first first card could be like hey you got to inspect these items and you would actually see arrows and and lines guiding you to where you need to be on the piece of equipment what you need to look at and proceed through the steps and depending on how I respond to certain questions can lead me down another way kind of performing a diagnostic tree and we really got to see some of the the value there even exercise further back when we were first getting into COVID uh, where some commissioning uh, processes or startups of equipment were actually being done by the customers via a HoloLens instead of having to like because we couldn't send those technical specialists out to the field and so it really kind of emphasized how you're able to take somebody with a baseline of knowledge give them the HoloLens have them be guided through the guides that have been put together by the experts and then being able to complete it in a very easy step-by-step -step manner very methodical and then if 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 the end user who's in the field going through this gets stuck, they're able to call call up that expert via uh, via remote assist, which you can access there, like get that call going right through guides. And you're able to actually then have that that uh, person actually help you out along with all of the uh, mixed reality cues, the holograms uh, and other information like videos that have been presented on the cards. Uh, it's kind of funny as I'm trying to. I'm, as I'm trying to explain this, I'm, I'm framing it with my hands for all those that can see me on the podcast here. But uh, again, very visual topic for an aud audible uh, channel, but uh, ha happy to do do my best. So, <laughs> Well, I was just, funny enough, I was just thinking, you, it took you a long time to explain, like, but if people could see what you were, they would understand it in like four seconds. Because <laughs> it's so much more powerful, because it's such a visual, such a visual tool. It's such a visual well, it's also a very visual medium and of, of teaching people, giving people instructions. You know, it's it's extremely visual. So it's it's something that you really need to see. 
Yeah, and that and and that's partially like one and why we see the value in in, in uh, presenting this at the community summit coming up here because then you'll be able to get that that glimpse into this into this realm firsthand. Uh, but also why it's proven to be successful in these use cases because just from my experience, a lot of the uh, technicians that I've I've worked with in the past, like they enjoy working with their hands. There's a reason why they're in the field they're in. And being able to use pictures and holograms to communicate the next step versus a 300 page manual um, mm -hmm. is worth its weight in gold. So, uh, or Bitcoin, depending on what you're using. Maybe, maybe neither right now because the markets are down, but hey, I digress. <laughs> I think um, one thing, Brad, I think, you know, something really important from what Marcus is mentioning too that we're hearing all the time, like a couple of things, like the the whole, you know, resource issues, um, you know, staffing issues, uh, finding resources to do the work, extremely difficult nowadays. Um, something like this, uh, you know, AR has been extremely useful for that. Um, and I think a lot of that's pretty, you know, pretty self-explanatory. But one thing that we also see customers are telling us is one of the things they, they really want to try and use AR for is capturing information, uh, which is, you know, the ability for, you know, once, the, you know, your senior guys take off, right, they're all kind of nearing mm -hmm. retirement, uh, all that knowledge goes away, right? So, and so... Yeah. You know, they're they're seeing this as a way to disseminate information faster. Um, hopefully, digitize it at some point, but it definitely be able to to easily transfer that knowledge to folks that are coming into the workforce, uh, to their to their you know resource pool and their their technician pool, and to be able to kind of keep that knowledge in house um, because a lot of this knowledge is sitting in you know people's heads that have been doing it for thirty years, right? So. Yeah, yeah, this is another AR kind of kind of value that we're hearing a lot that of our customers are using it for and getting some traction from that. I, I think that's such a good point. And I think that if you take a step back and you look at all of the projects that we've done at, at Hitachi Solutions in this space, there's a through line through there, right? Regardless of, of what, of what um, you know, pieces of functionality within the platform that they're going to use. But there's a through line to me that says that each one of these KPIs that we start up the, the, uh, the project trying to, trying to affect is, is HR related, right? It's people related. So, yeah. so as you're talking so about uh, the junior senior training, right? It's going to help with turnover. It's going to help with training. Um, you're talking about the things like the diet. I mean, people who are in the field, they want to do a great job. Right for a lot of for a lot of reasons, right? They take pride in their work. They, to, to your point, Marcus, they like working with their hands. They're there for a reason. Uh, but for them to have the the you know all of the information there visually in their fingertips, so they can uh, complete that job with more certainty that it's going to be done correctly, uh, that they're not going to have to come back out and fix it again, uh, and then they're going to have happier customers. So so to me. The through line really is, uh, it's a people question, and it's it's people-related KPIs that we see in every single one of these. Totally agree. I think I think you, that's that's a great way to wrap to to wrap that together. Obviously, the technology is important. Uh, one of the things that we see all the time now is 
people are surprised how easy it is to to get going on it. Uh, and sure, Marcus, you can kind of speak to that quite a bit. But it is it is that question of we've got this knowledge. How do we make sure we keep it? You know, how do we make sure we enable people, right? So that to your point, Brad, I think everybody they want to do a good job, right? Like so, right, right. You know, let's help them, right? Um, and to be able to communicate what's something really complex. In many cases, it's super complex work, right? That they're doing, but to be able to communicate, you know, capture that, communicate that very easily while you're in the field, while you're working in your with your hands in a visual medium is just so powerful. Yeah, and I think like kind of like one of the points that you kind of touched on there a bit, Michael, is just like kind of like your uh, the 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 speed from like start to completion when it comes to putting together some of this mixed reality stuff, like like I say, a guide session for a pair can actually be quite quite quick because uh, some people might have some apprehensions thinking thinking along the lines of virtual reality and oh man, you gotta there's a whole yeah. bunch of like visual stuff that you have to develop you need a special skill set that's really not the case uh kind of falling into that low code no code realm uh that we're dealing like that microsoft offers uh when it comes to putting together a guide session like we've done like uh uh worked with a customer and we just had a a single scenario that we were dealing with and it was a matter of a couple days basically being able to put together the different steps and kind of storyboard it if you will within guides getting all those different cards in play what holograms we plan to use because there's a variety that are available as a part of the product and then you just go out to the field and and then start placing them in real space and and once that's done you're off to the races so so really depending obviously if you're talking about something from 20 steps to maybe 300 will be a bit of a different different amount of effort but it but it it's it's easily to like, it's very quick to get up as long as you have like a decent amount of steps and it doesn't take a specialized skill set. It's a very intuitive tool uh, that that really kind of takes you through the process of developing these things. I think it's a pretty common, I guess it's a pretty common reaction we get, right? Right, Marcus, when we're talking to customers, like when we say things like, cause they're coming at it thinking, oh yeah, the, the whole VR thing, I don't have people that can do that. I don't, you know, it's just, they're kind of coming at it expecting something long and arduous and, you know, frankly expensive to even go in. And then, you know, we kind of start describing things like guides, remote assist, you know, and they're, I think for the most part, all of them are like surprised. It's like, oh, it's that easy. Like we can we can get started right away. So I think that's that's probably apart from the technology, which of course has gotten better, but the way that they've, framed and created the the solution so that you're it's a much lower uh, much lower barrier to entry than before before yeah, you absolutely. needed a lot of specialty a lot of tech technical expertise that you don't need need around other than creating an ar scenario right but now marcus just mentioned Right, you can kind of get started, drag and drop, get going. Right, you can pilot a few things. You can get started yep. much easier. Yeah, so, so Michael, I think that's a great uh, a great way to kind of capstone this discussion, right? So, if if our listeners out there, uh, if they're wondering what is their next first step in in this journey, um, I would say um, talk to us. <laughs> we can we can definitely help. Um, the next step is 
you know, take a look at the the product set. Um, reach out to us. We can kind of help you kind of orient kind of, you know, what's quickly doable, what makes sense, what brings the most value, what's brought the most value to our customers. The, you know, the, the scenarios and use cases that are immediately kind of accept, you know, applicable to you. Uh, right. We can discuss what that looks like and we can kind of get going with a very quick, very quick, you know, proof of value uh, and then go from there. Yeah, yeah I, I think to me, that's the biggest takeaway, right, is that this is this is not the kind of project that is as intrusive on your business as, say, replacing a financials or an HR system or a CRM system, right? This is yeah. this is one of those where you, you can start small, uh, create some some proof of value, create proof of concept, and make sure that um, uh, that as you roll this out to a bigger scale, uh, that we kind of understand um, how we're going to get there, right? And, and it can start small, and it typically does. I don't think that there's been any of these where we've, we've gone in um, with the big project first. We always go in because it's new technology and we need to make sure that it makes sense, so. Yeah, absolutely. Well, awesome guys, I appreciate your time today. This has been great. If you have, uh, if you happen to listen to this before um, October 11th, and you're gonna be in the Orlando area at, uh, at UG Summit, please come join us. Uh, this session is called Field Service in Mixed Reality, and that will be Tuesday, October 11th at 2 p.m. So thanks a lot. And Marcus and Michael, thank you for your time today. That Great, thanks. Good. Thank you. We are Hitachi Solutions, a global team of innovators who support our customers' data and business system modernization initiatives.